I'm Kaylee Arrett, and you're listening to episode 30 of Me When I'm Free. This is the podcast that ponders the question, who is this me when I'm free, and why does it even matter? And what would it be like to live into our unique design on behalf of the world? Let's explore these questions together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. One day last year, prior to starting this podcast, I opened the Notes app on my phone and tapped in six sentences. I then labeled them rules for my podcast. They included things like don't attempt to work out anything publicly that has not been worked out privately, seek permission before sharing, and tell the truth. There was one rule that may sound a little strange when I share it, but it has echoed for me often. It is, be resolute, stay small, and fill the space I've been given. Those aren't my original words. I discovered them in an Instagram post from author Ronnie Rock, a quote from her book, One Woman Can Change the World. She uses this phrase to describe the women she has met working in remote villages and slums and impoverished neighborhoods who, rather than attempting to build a big platform, are simply faithful to do good with their hands every day. She describes that phrase, fill the space I've been given, as intending to mean honoring the time we've been given, being faithful with what God has entrusted to us. You see, beginning this podcast was rather daunting for me. I struggled often with thoughts of what will people think and who do I think I am to attempt to leverage this kind of platform. And when I read that quote for the first time, it leapt off my screen. Be resolute, stay small, fill the space I've been given. As an Enneagram 4 hopeless dreamer, all of this pushed against my typical mode of operating. I've only ever and always dreamed of the big thing God has called me to. I'm not sure what, but something meaningful and significant. In my own words, this rule would have been written, be open, stay big, fill as large of a space as possible. What if instead God is simply inviting us to fill the space we've been given and declare that good, no matter the size we become or the measure of impact we seem to have? What if he asks nothing more and nothing less. I remember the first time I learned the truth of this. 
After my first son was born, I chose to quit my job at the crisis pregnancy center and stay home with him. I was eager to do so. And truly, it was a gift to be with him. But it was not long before I began to crave a creative outlet, something to fill me with joy and energy on the days when there wasn't enough coffee in the world to fuel my sleep-deprived self, trying hard to be the mom my son needed. Around the time my son turned one, I began to dream of the idea of writing a book. As soon as I decided to do so, creativity stirred. I wrote notes in a notebook throughout the day, began to dedicate early morning hours and nap times to tapping away at our personal computer with dial-up internet in the living room of our garage apartment. I asked friends and family to read my writing. I took a writing retreat, researched book proposals and cover letters, and even reached out to a potential publishing company connection. For months, I plugged away attempting to put out something meaningful and significant into the world. All it took was a couple of people questioning the premise of my book, asking valid questions about how I came to the conclusions that I did. And my book writing came to a halt. The questions of what will people think and who do I think I am to attempt to leverage this kind of platform echoed louder in my head than the belief that God was inviting me to this work. I tucked away my notes in my computer desk and stopped writing. I have since learned that my capacity to create is directly related to how safe I feel to offer myself into the world. The moment I feel unsafe, I shut down. In my effort to imagine the big thing God was calling me to, I inadvertently gave away my power to create to my imagined audience. Calling will always involve moments of risk and failure and rejection, which are necessary components to becoming who God is inviting us to be. It is when we keep showing up and keep creating in the spaces that we've been given that we learn that being safe is not always better than being vulnerable. I did indeed write a book, a completely different book, about 10 years later that I self-published. It has met the needs of a very specific small audience, and it's one of my favorite creative endeavors to date. I'm learning to call that good. Kurt Thompson writes in his book, Soul of Desire, With every endeavor we undertake as God's stewards, regardless of how brief and insignificant the moments appear to be, we are being invited by the Trinity to create beauty, anticipating that the beauty we create will itself bring connection, healing, commissioning, and further beauty into the world. Friend, any calling will include 
an invitation to create, whether it be creating poetry or songs or meals or community or hope. And I have come to believe that the act of creation, the calling to create, is in itself a journey toward healing the parts of me that don't believe I am safe to show up and offer my gifts freely without fear. In turn, our freedom then paves the way for others to experience the same in their lives in the spaces that they fill. And so today, friend, I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question one, when you consider the idea of creating as a part of your calling, what do you feel drawn to create? Is it creating words or music, community or connection, a sense of order or a place of comfort? Maybe you've never considered this idea before, and it would be helpful to ask someone else what you are best at creating. Just take some time to reflect on this. And question two, can you remember a time where you felt unsafe to offer this gift? What would it be like to imagine God looking at what you have created and calling it good. Is it possible that he's inviting you to fill the space you've been given to? Then would you take a moment to reflect with me and maybe even journal Genesis chapter 1 verses 14 through 18. It's day four of the creation story, God is creating something beautiful. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. Let's pray. Dear God, we are made in your image and you were the first creator of all. May we understand that our longing to create is indeed good, a reflection of you. Would you help us to fill the spaces we've been given with the beauty of what you have called us to create? It's in your strong name we pray, amen.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Me When I'm Free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness and calling. I love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. Click the share button on the podcast if you know a friend who needs an encouraging reminder that they aren't alone either. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.